0: Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hey, Who fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. This is Gary. My name is Adam, and this is episode twenty nine. Hope everybody has had a smashing week. How have you been, buddy?
1: Yes, good. Yourself?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Yeah.
1: What have you been up to?
0: What have I been up to? I've been up to um, some more reading. Um, Oh, yeah. You intellect. (laughs) You might. (laughs) As you know from last week, I ordered a whole batch of um, of, uh, Doctor Who comics to catch up on, and I've read a couple of them. I had no time to go through the whole lot but uh, really liking that story it's pretty good And um, there's
1: quite a few coming out now isn't there those, those, those time comics is, yeah. now they've got the 10th, 11th, 12th and now the 9th is coming out soon there's, there's quite a bit of um, reading material on it's way from those guys isn't there there is indeed
0: Yeah, it's hard so, to find
1: the time to read it all
0: yeah and I've still got to finish the, um, the, the book that I started, of, well seems like forever now the, um, the Eccleston book uh, Only Human
1: Oh yeah, are oh, you still reading that, are you? But yeah, still going through it. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, normally I can can get through books reasonably quick if I uh if I read every every evening and stuff, but yeah, just this one seems to be taking a while so. Lots of reading.
1: Well, you're a busy chap.
0: <laughs> busy chap. Yeah. What about yeah. you mate? You're not too? Well,
1: well, yeah, no, it's funny actually talking about books because I, I haven't really been doing much. I've been, you know, eating loads, drinking loads and spending loads as usual, <laughs> but um yeah, I've uh, I've just um ordered a couple of books because there's some new some new ones come out um i've forgotten what they're called um the oh the history new, collection the, the history collection that's it yeah the, the history collection and they've got really cool covers and they i thought they'd done every ones for every doctor but they, they haven't there's a couple missing but I'm, I'm guessing some more will be coming out but um yeah i've just ordered a couple of those um you, there's a couple available to order signed um from a certain shop With the initials FP, Um, (laughs) so I've just gone for those signed ones at the minute, and then I'll probably get the rest later. But they look very, they look really good.
0: Yeah, they do look good. And we've got. um, uh, That's the thing that, for some reason, I'm I'm quite weird when it comes to books. Um, There are times when I don't even really look at the content and all the story i just go for the sometimes the cover (laughs) that is enough for me
1: no Um, no i'm the same actually yeah yeah, i am the same maybe
0: because i'm like oh that look really cool on the shelf but i don't know (laughs) but the covers for these ones they look really good don't they it's like um it's almost like a muted black and white with a colored background and yeah they look really cool
1: no, no, they do, they do. And I know what you mean about the covers. I mean, I remember walking past this um Oxfam bookshop and they had loads of the um not the Virgin books. What were they? Um oh gosh, I've forgotten the name. Uh, these uh, loads of dot two books basically. Okay. And of course I wanted to buy them all because they had like almost two shelves of them. Someone had obviously cleared out their collection. And um yeah, and I was just like I had to sort of cherry pick some. And uh, and it was quite hard, obviously, because I was like, oh, I just want to throw them all in the basket. But I did it by which had the best cover at the end, because I had no ideas which one were good and bad, you know, which ones were recommended or rare or anything like that. So I just, yeah, I was like, right, that's got a really good cover. That one's got a really good cover. So I did it like that. So I'm the same.
0: Yeah. And those books, um, some of them have got really cool titles. And then one of them just made me laugh loads. Oh, yeah. Some of them like um, the English way of death, which is the the Tom Baker one, you've got um, Dead of Winter, the Matt Smith one, The Witch Hunters for uh, uh, the, the Hartnell books. They're all, they're all quite sinister and quite serious. And then you've got the Trouton one, which is called The Roundheads. Oh, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, hmm. And that's a, that's a Mark Gattis one, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it? I was yeah. just
1: going to ask you actually who had written them, because I think Paul, is Paul Cornell. Has he written one?
0: Yeah, that, he's he's written The, um, the Human Nature, the uh, McCoy.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. They did a, did a signing on Saturday, actually, in, in Forbidden Planet. I was I would have loved to have gone, gone to it in central London, because I think Paul Cornell was there. He was, um, yeah. Yeah, and but I, I couldn't make it, sadly. But he's quite a nice chap, and I, I, I quite like his. Sometimes he comes in for a bit of stick, but I, I don't know. I think he's written some good stuff for Who over the years. Yeah. He, he did The yeah. Scream of the Shelker. I don't know if you've ever watched that, that animation one that they did.
0: Oh, is that with... Um... What's oh, his name, Richard voice. B. Grant. Yeah. No, is that any
1: good? Uh, well, it, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, the style of it and, and everything is a bit... Mm, but it's, it's worth a watch. And actually, there's a on the DVD, because I think you can get it quite cheap, actually, there's a, there's a great documentary on the DVD about it because it kind right. of um, came about because... Oh, I think there was an anniversary coming up. Gosh, I should know this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, basically nothing was happening, so they decided some, you know, fans of the show said, well, we've got to do something for Doctor yeah. Who and I think that's how it came about so yes yeah, it's, it's worth a watch
0: okay it sounds yeah. good one that I'm yeah. quite looking forward to only because um I, I'm really into his uh writing for the the tv show of, of late um is the Gareth Roberts one the fourth doctor the English way of death
1: yeah R- yeah, yeah
0: definitely going to get that one I'll, I'll get them all eventually but uh I'll probably get that one and the witch hunt is the first one oh, to begin yes. with
1: yeah Get the roundheads just so you can, just
0: the just so you heads. can have it
1: in your collection. <laughs> yeah. Well, when is Gareth Roberts being announced as the new showrunner? Do we know?
0: We're not sure yet.
1: <laughs> um, I, I like Gareth actually. It's really odd. I was um, I was listening to uh, dare I say it? I was listening to another podcast yesterday. You know, obviously after I've listened to ours. Obviously. And, um, yeah. Obviously. And uh, they were talking about Gareth Roberts. Um, and I was thinking how much I enjoyed the caretaker. Um, and, and the style of it and how he actually wrote The Doctor. And it was particularly that bit that stuck in my head, actually, because I was thinking, yeah, actually, he was the way he was written in that episode was quite good because I think he did vary, actually, over the episodes. You know, each writer sort of wrote him differently. And for me, uh, Jamie Matheson wrote him the best, that, oh, yeah, in my, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. Whereas I think, in, in a way, Moffat sort of... Um, you know, when I think about the final stuff, I think Moffat didn't particularly write him as as the best. You know, in terms of the sort of like the the softness and in the caretaker, I think Gareth Roberts found a a really nice playful side to the the Twelfth Doctor. You know, um, which which I think is good. So you know, I think even though perhaps his is... Uh, I do like them, but then maybe they don't always rate as my favourites. So, I think Gareth is not bad, actually. I think he's he's got a style, and I and I quite like it. So, yeah, I really enjoy
0: his um his writing. It's quite cool. And The caretaker was awesome. I really enjoyed that.
1: I did. So that yeah, one, I remember yeah. I was listening to it back thinking I did really enjoy this episode. And I and I've got quite a few of Gareth's books as well. And um, I, I'm a I'm a little bit sad that he's not uh, that he's backed out of writing City of Death because I would have thought he'd be perfect to to, to do that because he did Charda, which he did a very good job with. Um, and I would have thought he would. have... I, I don't know the reasons for him dropping out of um, writing the City of Death novel, but actually, I have just realised you haven't seen that yet, have you? Not yet. No. Nope. Oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. And you'll, when you watch it, you'll, because it's Douglas Adams and the humour, you'll see what I mean. You, you know, if you think about Gareth Roberts sort of re novelising that story, I think you'll, it's like a match made in heaven. So it's a bit of a shame that he's dropped out doing it. Really, okay. but I'm sure yeah, he has his reasons. Yeah,
0: because he's a good writer. Yeah, he is good yeah so uh I don't think we've been up to much. Have you spent any more money this week
1: I dare't say just in case the partner happens to <laughs> listen to the podcast, <laughs> but that is clearly a yes
0: you're going to need to um going need to get an extension done for your for your house <laughs> and have your home your own little museum your own little display room
1: yeah oh yeah well, I'm actually just sat looking at a, um a really untidy mess of boxes of things at the minute because i do tend to keep a lot in the boxes which is another thing that drives the partner mad um it's like I unbox them get them out and uh, i think no 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 there are certain things that i unbox and then there are sort of special collectibles that i just keep boxed because they look great but um yeah i'm looking at them now and it's uh one day i just won't even be able to get out of the house
0: one day
1: one day and it went I one day back. soon <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be phoning into work saying one day I should come back yeah. to work but not today because I can't get out of the house
0: I love how he delivers that line by the way that's a classic line but oh, you, know, you yeah. know he's got his thumbs on his kind of lapels, lapels. And, Yeah, mm. very cool
1: it's amazing, yeah. isn't it, how um, Peter Capaldi cemented himself within seconds just by doing when he was announced as the Doctor. Oh yeah! Just by yeah. just by coming out and doing that, <laughs> immediately cemented himself in the fans' hearts, didn't he? Yeah. It's like, oh
0: wow, he's, he's you know he's doing the lapel he knows thing. what he's yeah. doing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> cool. So yeah, do you want to land it? Shall we land it. Let's yeah, do go it. on then.
0: Landing initiated. Very nice. Complete, done.
1: That's it. So what we got in the news today?
0: In the news today. What's that from?
1: In the news today?
0: Yeah, I've heard that somewhere. Um In the the news today.
1: Um the nine o'clock news? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Anyways, some new comic stuff from Titan Comics.
1: More comics, yeah, I know. We were just saying, weren't we, that there's loads of comics and and now there's even more comics coming out. What's different about these ones then? Right. Well, I'm going to tell
0: you the difference. No. Um, there's no difference in oh. in respect that the it, if you've anyone that's that's followed the recent Titan comics that came out when was it? At some point last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've split the the comic runs into each doctor. So you've got a run for the tenth, the eleventh, and then they release shortly after that the 12th and as we know um in March this year there's going to be a short run for the 9th but um they've made an announcement to say that there's going to be a new comic um which is going to feature 10 11 and 12 in the same comic and that's it so it looks like they've because it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a, a bigger issue, an issue or issue anything like that it's still a single issue comic um But it looks like it's just got short it's got three short stories about each doctor.
1: Oh, I'm with you. Okay, yeah, because I assumed it meant they were like, I don't know, all in the same adventure. It was like the three doctors or I I couldn't quite work it out. I see now, right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's quite good.
0: Yeah. So there's the three doctors on the front and underneath the tenth doctor it says new companion exclamation mark. Underneath the eleventh, it says "New Beginnings," and then underneath the twelfth doctor, who's the feature character, it says "Feeling the Heat." So, um, and it's also this one seems a bit more um, editorial, a bit more magaziney to me because they've got, as well as the three stories about each doctor um, throughout the comic, it's also got like a really big cheesy issue one thing on the yes. front, and it's got like a little um, there's like a little uh, Titan figure competition with win. It looked this one looks a bit more. Um I guess they're aiming it for not the the mainstream comic collectors who would buy um a copy of each of the doctor's comics um this lo- looks more like for a younger audience who can't really afford to buy you know three lots of comics every single month um so they can just buy one and it's got some shorter stories and stuff like that so it looks very cool it just looks like it's um it's uh just like the wording on the front as well it seems a lot more kind of kiddie like and
1: I was thinking that, yeah, the whole style, I mean, just going by the cover, the whole style of it looks a little bit more aimed at kids. Because I think yeah. the, the Titans ones we were talking about earlier, I think they, they've they got a good balance, I think, in those. I think they can appeal to sort of um, adults as well as a sort of younger audience, I think, in their style and the writing and everything. This one, just looking at the cover, yeah, it does look like it's aimed at a younger range. Yeah. Uh, but I'll still be buying it. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded
0: me of the, um, you know, the... The Doctor Who magazine that that comes out for for youngsters is it called the Doctor Who Adventures?
1: Yes, I that was one? thinking of that. It yeah. reminds
0: me of that, like the green graphics and the the mm. style of the text and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, this is quite cool. Are you still going? Are you going to get this one?
1: Yeah, I definitely. Well, I'll definitely pick up the first couple just to just to see what it's like. And um, a lot of people have been talking about the Twelve Doctor Sonic on the front cover, um, saying, "Oh, is this a spoiler? Because it looks like it's a slightly different colour um, oh, yeah, you know they were yeah. saying oh is he gonna have a different sonic in the new series and or is it just the artwork it, it looked to me it looks pretty much the same i think it just looks more silver but um yeah there's been a little bit of uh, excitement in fandom about it what do you think it's the same isn't it it, it looks it's the just same silver. to
0: me just looks silver yeah look the shape mm-hmm. and everything looks as it does from from matt smith's one and uh, it just looks like um a bit more of a, a subtle color it's not got any brown or green or white or anything it's just
1: no. actually you know that that could work for me actually if they did that in the series if it was if it had the same Sonic but it was just silver like you know like Tom Baker's mm, Sonic yeah. was just silver there'd just be a nice little variant to it just to make it his own Um so yeah I yeah, wouldn't cool. mind if they did do that yeah. uh, Capaldi actually said that actually that um he was a bit disappointed. He wanted his own Sonic, but budget restrictions didn't allow it, didn't he? Actually, did come out and say that.
0: That's right. Yeah, he wanted his um. own his own one. But I've also got a theory. Actually, just as we're talking about this comic, um, they've they've targeted this comic specifically for the UK. This is a, oh, yeah. a, a BBC Worldwide and Titan um, comic launch, and they they do reference it quite a few times. The UK, and it makes me think that they're kind of making up for the the physical publishing deal that they didn't manage to get in place for the UK for the other comics because yeah, yeah, because those, um, those single issue comics, um, technically you're still not supposed to be able to buy them in a physical form in the UK.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've forgot, I totally forgotten about that, because like you said, I think there's only one retailer that you can really officially buy them from, am I right, in the UK? Uh,
0: yeah, sort uh, well, to begin yeah. with, but quite a few comic shops do them now, because I think they yeah. just import them and then sell them on.
1: That's right, which but is, they're not yeah. sort of officially for the UK market, are they? And I'd forgotten about that, and it does seem odd, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it does, which is probably why they're doing this as like a you know the, i'm i'm sure they're not naive to think that you know comic book fans haven't been able to get them but maybe this is just a step towards you know appeasing the the people who do things officially
1: i guess yeah i think you, yeah. yeah possibly well you'll be getting a couple will you just to see what the thing is you've got kids so you could always say oh, i am just getting them for the kids
0: well i'd get i'd, I'd like you i'd get this first one anyway yeah i uh, just see what it's like and then yeah i'm sure i get the first few see how we go yeah cool yeah so Titan Comics, oh, and that's out on the 26th of Feb.
1: That's right. I was going to say, it's quite soon, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, so
0: we will be able to order them from wherever.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking that. I was thinking, yeah, because I, you know, the first issue of stuff often sells out quick, and it always annoys you when things are hard to get. Hmm. But hopefully this will be in your newsagents. Um, otherwise, I guess places will be selling it online. Yeah. I just hate it when people sell them for stupid money. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you you miss the first issue, so you go online to get it and everyone's it's like nineteen ninety nine or something. You're like, oh come on.
0: Oh right, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so hopefully that won't happen.
0: Um actually it does say that it's going to be available in supermarkets, WH Smith and newsagents.
1: Oh uh, well we should be safe.
0: So this looks more like um this does look more like a a magazine rather than a typical comic to me.
1: I've got i fi- I've got yeah. a feeling it's going to be a cross between this and, like you said, the Doctor Who Adventures. It's going yeah. to be like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Three ninety nine. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, when it comes out, we'll let you know what it's like. We will indeed. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's up so, next, dude? Same other news. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Actually, the Radio Times—they're doing quite a lot of little Doctor Who nuggets recently, and I like that. Just keeping it, you know, in the public eye while it's while it's off our screens, aren't they? Yeah. Um. And they've done a, a ranking of the opening titles. Um. <laughs> interesting actually, yeah. i'd forgotten that actually that we'd had so many different titles um but when you look back at it we've had we've had loads haven't we
0: it's been um well 14 yeah apparently
1: yeah <laughs> And I've, I've always had my favorite as soon as i saw this headline i i know straight away unlike my favorite doctor which i can never really decide on. i always say four but i can never really decide i um, think you um
0: i think you mentioned your favorite intro in one of your videos
1: I did, it was on my Q&A. Someone asked me what my favourite intro was, and I... That's
0: right. Is it still the same?
1: Yes, it is. It never changes, because there is something about the... It's the third Doctor intro, but it's the second version, and more people associate it with the Tom Baker era, because that's kind of what... They kind of chopped and changed it and turned it into the Tom Baker era, but the latter... John Pertwee era had this sort of swirly effect at the start, like these stars, and then a silhouette of him, and then it went into what you might think of as the sort of Tom Baker tunnel effect, and that's the intro I love best. And yeah, am I am I right saying latter version, the later? Never sure if I'm right saying that, but it was the sort of later Pertwee episodes used it. Yeah, that's 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 my favourite. What about you? Have you had a look through these?
0: Yeah, it's um. I find it tough to to rank these in terms of title sequences purely because um, I do like a few of them, yeah. And it's really hard to say. And also, you get the whole thing—you're torn between, you know, the newer Who and the classic Who. Um, but I will say that I do share your opinion with the Third Doctor. I, I really like the 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 stars at the beginning. That you know,
1: that swirly effect. Yeah, yeah that's it great. does very
0: cool. But then I've also got a. a it's not just the 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 audio for me i've got a soft spot for and i don't know a lot of people are going to you know kill me for this but i've got a soft spot for the uh series f- series four series three or four from newer who the tenant one
1: oh the tenant one yeah, yeah which is later
0: yeah which is why i kind of chose that um a, a, a remixed version or a redone version of that for our intro and outro just you. because it's got a really cool, modern feel to it, but it's not—it's they haven't. Um, Murray Gold didn't mess with it too much. He's, he, he's just kind of got this nice baseline to it, and there's mm. there's more stuff going on that. So I really like that. But yeah, I do really like the third, the third Doctor sequence, and um, I also Did like the first. You know, the first is good.
1: Yeah. Yes, it you is. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I love actually on the um, on the pilot of the first episode they had a they have this crash at the start of the music and they got rid of it for the the actual transmission version but have you ever heard that Mm -hmm. it's only just that yeah it's brilliant I I really wish I'd kept that um but just before we say what came last in this list and what came first who's voted for this like where where's this come from
0: um this was just a um one of it, it wasn't like a public vote or anything like that not that, oh, that,
1: that explains a lot then because i'm looking at the list now and i don't agree with hardly any of it
0: <laughs> no i think it was just um yeah so uh it somebody just has ranked them you know the guy a guy called hugh fullerton i hope i'm uh-huh. saying that right hugh fullerton um has just ranked them himself he's just this is a, his own article for the times okay. radio times so uh it wasn't a public vote or anything
1: so well, uh, I, I mean, I at last place. He's put the seventh Doctor intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with that. I, no, I quite no. like the seventh Doctor intro. To be honest with you, um, yeah. So I wouldn't have put it last. I don't know what I would put last. Actually, I possibly would... the eighth Doctor one. That's a bit boring, isn't it? The eighth Doctor one. I
0: don't um, really remember
1: it. Yeah, it's well, it's the
0: um, it's like a very because uh, I really really like the music to. Uh, to the movie. But the, the intro mm. music was a bit lacklustre for me. I probably wouldn't have put it, it... That came in at ninth place, didn't it? Middle of the road, sort of.
1: So is this judged overall? It's not just like the graphic. It's the music and the graphics together that yeah. they're judging on. It's the overall package.
0: I think so, yeah. yeah but yeah. The, the intro, anyway, to the, the movie, once you the music kicks in, is nothing amazing, is it? It's not spectacular.
1: No. So it's gone... So we've got seventh at last, then they've gone sixth... Eleventh, fourth, fifth, eighth, third at uh, eight. That's the one I like, isn't it? Third, second. Yeah, the, 2nd, yeah. Uh, is at eight. What the, have we got after that? You'll have to tell me. Yeah, then I'm we've
0: after. got um, the Third Doctor again. So this was weird. So in eighth place we had the Third Doctor second sequence, mm. and then in seventh place we had the Third the Third Doctor first sequence. Right. Um, and then in sixth place we had the Eleventh Doctor first sequence. Uh, at five we had the Fourth Doctor first sequence. At number four, we had the second Doctor. At number three, we had nine and ten. At number two, we had the twelfth Doctor. So from oh, yes, hub. from last year to present, and then in first place, we had the first Doctor,
1: nineteen sixty-three to seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I think it's iconic. I, I, I have no problem with that being number one. I don't. I have a little bit of a problem with twelve being second because, yeah, it's a nice enough entry, but it's not. I wouldn't put it in anywhere near my favourite. Um, I mean, the, the the Peter Davison, or actually even the Fourth Doctor end series, um, and then the Peter Davidson. I love that intro. I think that's that's classic. Um, I'm really surprised like the fourth yeah. the Fourth Doctor intro is probably one of the most iconic, isn't it? With the tunnel effect, I would have thought.
0: Well, that was fifth place.
1: Yeah, that yeah. should be higher.
0: Yeah, but I um, I yeah, I'm not really sure on. Yeah yeah it, the the ordering of this is a bit I think we could all argue about this for many hours but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but the first doctor I do like the rawness to it and the uh you know and the kind of experimental nature that the, the radiophonic workshop you know that all that all comes through it's got that they haven't, mm-hmm. they haven't edited out the hiss or anything like that it's all quite raw and it's got a real coolness to it but um the yeah I would have probably put that maybe in third place or something the fourth doctor should have been up higher Oh, definitely, and the third Doctor one, yeah.
1: It's the sort of a, yeah. it's the sort of chat you'd quite like to have, um, you know, a convention in the in the sort of hotel bar, isn't it? Maybe we'll do that when we go to Day of the Doctors. We'll get we we'll get everyone's list of favourite intros. Yes,
0: yeah, so let's let's cause a a, a fight the, the <laughs> night the night before the conference, <laughs> yes, the convention. Right. Sorry, that will do. <laughs>
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, having our having our photos taken the next day with um, Peter Davison, and there we are with a black eye, fat lit. <laughs> yeah, and we'd we'll yeah, be like,
0: "This is your fault, mate," because somebody yeah. voted for your intro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We were sticking up for your intro. Then you have, <laughs> then you start having a fight with Peter Davidson. Ah.
0: they you'd probably lose anyway.
1: I hope that. Yeah, I hope the uh, hope the people at the hotel aren't listening to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah, close the bar. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, mind you, it's so expensive in that bar. We probably can't even afford to get. Uh, getting intoxicated so yeah true yeah. yeah you said it was a bit yeah it's okay. a bit pricey
0: uh anyway moving uh, on anyway that. moving on to um so. yeah there's um there's a, con- a, a convention coming up that i hadn't even heard of before and it's quite local um those of you down in the southeast or the south whichever you want to call it um there's the bedford who charity con which is taking place um on the April. April, yeah. April the... Where are we? I've lost my date. The April the... 11th, is
1: it? 11th, Saturday the 11th, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, so these guys, they're doing it all for charity, which is why I wanted to mention it on the podcast, because that's always a cool thing. You see a lot of these conventions where um, the price that they pay for entry or photos and stuff like that, it does go towards, you know, the, the guests appearing and the cost of the venue all that sort of stuff so you know I get that but um, this particular one 100% of all of the all of their profits go to um, the local food bank which is uh, a cool thing
1: yeah that's right i didn't yeah. realize the whole uh, 100% of it that's it. that's really good actually
0: yeah all um all profit all uh, everything goes to uh, to that so um yeah like they...
1: good people appearing as well isn't it i'm just looking at the list i mean it, yeah, you know it's yeah. a good little lineup as well um, of 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 celebrities,
0: yeah. If you're into your classic, uh, classic peeps, um, Nicola Bryan, Sophie Aldred, um, Anika Wills, Terry Malloy,
1: John Leeson, John yeah. Leeson, John Leeson, yeah. Paul. Oh, and our old mate Paul Cornell, i just going to be over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mike Tucker, the yeah. effects guy. He's a nice guy, actually, Mike Tucker.
0: Yeah, and uh, Elisa Burke, who's the choreographer for Doctor Who. Now, you might think, hmm. There isn't much dancing going on in Doctor Who. but
1: I did think that.
0: Yeah, but she basically does, whenever they hire actors to play aliens, um, she basically goes through to how they should walk and act and all that kind of stuff as an alien. So she doesn't do any dance moves, but she choreograph- she choreographs how their movements should come across and stuff like that.
1: Alien yeah. Choreography.
0: Alien, yeah, that's a is that cool on job TV? Title. That's a cool job title, <laughs> is, isn't it? That
1: is, thats is not it? What do you do? I'm an alien choreographer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, that is cool, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bedford Who Charity Con, if you're down this way, um, just go over to UK, and I'll put a link to that as well uh, afterwards. And um, yeah, if you're into your classic beeps and uh, you want a cool day hanging out with uh, fellow Who, Who fans, then uh, go do that.
1: Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, what happens if you walk like an alien anyway, like I do? Maybe she could straighten me up. <laughs> can she do reverse alien choreography? I'll have to, I'll have to ask her.
0: Oh, so you, <laughs> actually, so you start walking more like a like a human. normal person, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like a human, yeah. Be handy. I was just looking at she. I mean, there's, there's, some, yeah, it's good guess. Nicola Bryant, she's, she's nice. Sophie Aldred, they're all really good people, actually. So yeah, if you can get along to it, it's a worthy cause. Yeah, definitely worth a. Just definitely worth the trip round. Indeedy, yeah. Do that. So, what's uh, what else have we got in the news? I think there was one other thing, wasn't there? Um, more, oh, yeah. Yes, big news from Big Finish. Gosh, yeah. how could I forget about this? Uh, the unit spin-off. Uh, this is quite exciting because I think this is the first time anything from the new series has really been uh, licensed, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, tell us a bit more about this, Gary, because I can't get the link open. Yeah. So, um,
0: <laughs> so Big Finish—they're on a roll. So, um, oh, they are. Last week they announced the. A- the uh, Colin Baker um, uh, regeneration story, which is huge, and now they've released mm. uh, information that they're going to release a new story um, of the revived series for for Doctor Who. So this is the new unit stuff. So, yeah. um, and this is going to star um, Gemma Redgrave. Gemma Redgrave. Yeah. Great. So um, and uh, so she's actually been in the show, hasn't she, as um, as the uh, as the Brigadier's daughter.
1: Richard yep. Stewart,
0: yeah, and uh, so she heads up unit in the in the newer Doctor Who. She featured quite heavily in um, the Day of the Doctor, didn't she? I just, um,
1: yeah, that's right. And I'm just, look, I don't know if this is the finished artwork, but um, the, if it is, I mean, it, don't you think the artwork for this looks really, really good?
0: It looks awesome. It yeah.
1: really does. I mean, it's really, really striking bit of artwork. Yeah, I'm not sure who's done it, and obviously you've got uh, Kate. Um, Kate Leftbridge Stewart, is that right? That's right. Yeah, yep. uh, prominently in the front, um, and it's yeah. I mean, it doesn't. There's still details to be announced. We don't know who else is going to be in it. I don't know. Do you think Oscar will appear in it? I think she should do. Yeah,
0: I really do because I don't think I know. There was a lot of debate about this from um, when she was supposedly killed, but um, I don't think we've seen the last of her. And I think she's a really good character. So. Um, even you know the, the big finish stuff doesn't really follow the the timeline of the show anyway, does it? So um, I wouldn't have
1: thought so. No. no, no. So I think
0: they could quite easily include her in this. She's, she was quite a cool character, and she was uh, she was well received.
1: Yeah, so, no, I think it'd yeah. be good. I mean, as I say, it does say more cast members to be announced. And there's, um, on the cover, we can see the Autons as well. And we've got these sort of tentacles as well, which is very much like spear and spearhead from space, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, Those sort of tentacles. So that's really exciting as well, that we're getting an Auton story um, with Unit, with Kate Leopard stewart So that's, you know, yeah, this sounds really exciting. When's yeah. it actually due out? Is it November?
0: It's Yeah, it's due out in November. And mm. um, it's going to be a box set. So yeah. it would be quite a meaty story by the sound of it, and um, so out in November, and then there will be a further um, three additional box sets that will be available at six monthly intervals. So these we've basically got these for the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, so that's which awesome. is good. Um, yeah. It's
1: good because I mean, obviously, these box sets—they, you know—they're not cheap. I don't know. They're normally cheaper to pre-order. They are. Um, but it's quite yeah. good when they sort of space them out a little bit. So, and also because. Um, a lot of people, including myself, that buy Big Finish, and you're probably saying, Gary, is that you tend to get a backlog of stories quite quickly. Oh yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you sort of need them spaced out a bit. I think sometimes, especially a box set, to actually get round to listening to them. Because I've I've still got loads of Big Finish that are, are sat there waiting to be listened to. And I, I love Big Finish. I just can't get enough of it.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I've still yeah. got. I, I started listening to um, um, the anniversary one that they they. Oh, lights at the end. Yeah, Yeah. I've started listening to it twice now from the beginning, and I've stopped like 10 minutes in because I've had to go and do something. So I still (laughs) need to listen to it. Plus I've got – they did a huge sale um, for the anniversary where they ordered – sorry, you could order um, just the MP3 download for like £2 or £3 or something. Mm. So I went on a bit of a spree. So I think I've got like four. I think I've got four backed up ready to listen to. So yeah.
1: Light at the end is great actually when you do when you do get around to finishing it a really really sort of enjoyable um little anniversary gift from book finish that was yeah. I, i've just got the the gareth roberts set actually which is uh the same as you it's just that they needed to be listened to and I, I can't wait to get into that actually um that's with tom baker and Lila ward and uh, lots of other people as well john leeson our old friend <laughs> he's on there so it's, it's, it's in the same sort of style in in that sort of book yeah um yeah saying yeah so i'm really really looking forward to getting into that so
0: i'm gonna get that i think because that i really wanted that and you just reminded me so uh yeah more money
1: Oh, I know. Bloody yeah. hell.
0: The BBC, if you guys ever complain that you've got no money, I'm going to go fricking mad.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where does it all go? Where does it all go? Where is this big big um, BBC fat cat? Or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind a slice of it. But, yeah, it's very exciting. Looking, really looking forward to this.
0: It's going to be cool.
1: Yeah, so, and is it the start yeah. of – that's the thing. Is it the start of more – um, you know, because a lot of people have been crying out for Big Finish to have license for the new series yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily how much we need, because obviously we don't want it to conflict with it. But it's nice that we're getting things like this that tie in with it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's cool. Very, very cool.
0: Very cool indeed. Yeah. So November, pre-order up soon, I guess.
1: I say it, treat yourself to it for the 52nd anniversary.
0: <laughs> the yeah. The 52nd. Yeah, God, that's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it fifty-two? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it'll be the fifty-two this year. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, where's, where's it all going? The, yeah,
0: the, the tenth of the tenth anniversary of the revival and the fifty-second. That's
1: it. That's so it. no, yeah. yeah, you can you can buy it with guilt-free. You can if anyone says, oh, you know, you shouldn't be spending money, just say, hey, it's for the tenth anniversary and the fifty-second and the fifty-second, and, and, and that will silence any critics. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, look, cool news there, mate. Lots of good stuff. Lots and lots of good stuff. um
0: I think we are ready. Mm. We are ready. What are we doing this week, buddy?
1: So, this week, um, the Ninth Doctor story. Now, is this the first Ninth Doctor we've reviewed? I was going to say we've reviewed together, but have you reviewed any Ninth Doctor yet? I
0: did, um, I did Rose. Oh, you did Rose, yeah. La- well, yeah, long time ago. In my uh, very early episodes, me just nervously, ran- randomly uh, waffling to myself.
1: <laughs> well, I was listening before I jumped on oh, board. I used to listen. But um, yeah, I mean, it's the first... I mean, obviously, The Knife Doctor doesn't have such a back catalogue of stories for us to delve into, so we do have to space him out a bit in our reviews. But it's quite nice to do, do a Knife Doctor story at last. Uh, and this week, it's The Unquiet Dead. I think this is my dance.
0: It's a prank. Must be... We're under some mesmeric influence. No, we're not. The dead are walking.
1: Hi. Hi. Who's your friend?
0: Charles Dickens. Uh, okay. My name's the doctor. Who are you then? What do you want? Failing. Open, A- the, open the rift. We're, we're dying. raft in this form, form cannot sustain. Help us. <gasps> creepy
1: yeah very creepy stuff the gulf there so this is um yes this is was this the third third episode in the revival series or the fourth i always get confused third isn't it the third yeah yeah Yeah. um and bizarrely it's setting on christmas isn't it it's um they arrive in cardiff on christmas 1869 1869
0: um, Christmas Eve, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's not a Christmas special, but it just happens to be at Christmas, which I'd completely forgotten about actually. Me too. Um, yep. Yeah, and then, so you've got all the snow setting, and visually it looks quite good actually. You know the, the locations and that they've done they've made it look quite nice, haven't they? Uh, yeah. When the TARDIS lands and all that.
0: Yeah, you didn't really see too much of because um, at first didn't didn't they plan to land in London? Was that that right or somewhere? But they the, the doctor kind of got his dates wrong, didn't he? Because ended up in. 18 He's was meant to be 1860 somewhere and then he tells her that oh it's actually 1869 and we're not in somewhere we're in that's it yeah he, he wanted to go to um uh, nepal oh that's in it,
1: 1860
0: yeah. he's like actually we're in 1869 and we're in cardiff
1: that's right. She's like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah." She's she a bit like, even. "Yeah,"
0: unimpressed, she's, but yeah, yeah. So it is a Christmas one. Well, it's not a Christmas story, but it's at a Christmas time, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's about that's as about as as it gets. I mean, otherwise, it's not really. You wouldn't even know it's it's set at Christmas, which is good, really, because no. otherwise, that would have been a bit distracting. And it's, it's, it's uh, written by Mark Gattis or Gattis. How do you say it?
0: Mark uh, Mark Gattis.
1: Gatiss. I wonder if he gets really annoyed with that or if he's just so used to it. He's just like, oh, answer to anything. But yeah, Mark Gatiss. <laughs> and um, and I'd forgotten actually, because it's, it's been a while since I watched this one, uh, but it stars uh, Eve Myles as Gwen. Um, obviously, as we know, Gwen in Torchwood as well. She gets um, about a bit. <laughs> Does she?
0: <laughs> I, I, I mean that kindly <laughs> yeah. from an actor yeah. standpoint. But yeah. Oh, i uh, forgot
1: she was called Gwen as well, because uh, that's the other thing. I I thought she'd got a different name in this. So she's still Gwen in this.
0: Yes. She's still Gwen, yeah. Yeah. But she, what um, were you
1: going to say? She's in something else as well?
0: Yeah, she's in Broadchurch at the moment with David Tennant, and there's a guy, isn't there, who was in... Um, Broadchurch is just littered with people from Doctor it Who.
1: It is, it is actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, i I'm probably one of the very few that hasn't really been watching it, but I have noticed even when I've been fl- flicking through, it is a bit like the, yeah, yeah, it has got loads of people from Doctor Who in it. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, she's quite cool though. She's good in this, yeah. I have to say. I mean, I, I really like Eve Miles anyway. I, I think she's a good actress uh, or actor. No, I don't say actress anymore, right? No. Um, but I think she's really good. And, uh, and I think she works really well in the story actually i um, surprised I forgot she was in it.
0: Yeah, I did. I completely forgot. And when I saw her, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, one of those moments, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> same. I was the same. I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. And as sort as I saw it, it, like, it all came back to me. But yeah. I'm, I've probably only watched this one once or twice, I think. Um... It's and it's certainly I haven't watched it for a long time. It's not one that sticks in my mind as being a, a favorite or one that I, you know, sort of go to put on on a Sunday afternoon or anything. Um, so I was sort of thinking, yeah, is if you know, is it, is it not a good one? Why, why am I not really into this one? Um, my opinion sort of, well, we'll go through it, but it's it hasn't really changed much on it. Um, I mean, just to sort of set the story, yeah, they land here, um, in Cardiff and they meet, um, Charles Dickens, which is a really nice little touch. I like him when called, cool. to me. Yeah. And played by Simon Callow, who I i don't know about you, but I think he gives a really good performance actually. I like I like him as Charles Dickens. He what is cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was good. Um and then there's these sort of gas creatures um invading bodies, isn't it? And sort of uh yeah, taking they're... over the dead.
0: Yeah, they kind of spoof the doctor into thinking, don't they, that they're they're trapped souls, the last of their kind, and I think he takes pity on them a little bit, seeing as he's the last of his kind. And yes. they even refer, um we will come on to it a little bit later—but they reference the Time War, don't they? Which is their reasoning for for their destruction, almost. But um,
1: actually, that yeah. was one of my notes. I was I was f- surprised how much um, this ties in with other things, actually, because yeah, the Time Wars mentioned. Um, what else? There's there's a couple of little bits.
0: Yeah, the the yeah.
1: time with other stories. So yeah, the Time War and and Gwen obviously um, gets mentioned, although not till later on um, in a different story. They do sort of tie in with the fact that uh, you know she looks like Gwen from Torchwood in the same name, yeah, uh, and also yeah. the the rift as well. They they mention which again ties in with Torchwood. So I'd forgotten about all these little bits that, that are in there, um, yeah. which is quite nice actually, and I, particularly the Time War. That completely forgotten about that, um, and I like I like that that bit. That was it's cool, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, the the actual story itself. Then, so as you said, these um, these these gas based uh, beings, I guess, called the Gelf. They kind of mm. um, they get around through the gas pipes in houses and stuff. Um, and Gwyn is kind of like this psychic link, isn't she? Between. Yeah, that's it. um, Well, it's actually. It's not really. I think from from people like the Charles Dickens character in the, in the show and, and some other people, from their point of view, it probably does look very spiritual and, and, uh, and the whole psychic medium uh, point of view. But in actual fact, she's just really more of a... Um, her psychic ability, quote-unquote, is really just to open a portal, isn't it, to their, to their side of the universe.
1: Yeah, is it something to do with she was born... In the house that was on the rift, or something. That's like that. right. Yeah. 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 So that's that's why she's sort of got this. Um, yeah. This sort of psychicness, Yeah. yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. So um, she's a. Uh, she she played a, a slightly bigger part as well than what I remembered. I, mm. I I only remembered the Doctor and Rose, kind of legging around after dead people, because like you, I'd only seen it once or twice quite a while yeah. ago, and uh, but she played a slightly bigger part, than I remember, and she was quite fundamental in. In the the end of the the story, she's the one that kind of saves the day, really.
1: That's right. And, yeah,
0: uh, I didn't remember that for some reason. I just didn't remember her being so pivotal
1: to so the actual story. story. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, there's a, one of the one of the nicest scenes in this, I think, because it's set in um, 1869. So she's quite sort of a uh, you know, it's a totally different time, obviously. And um, there's a lovely scene where just her and Rose are chatting, um, and you can sort of see the difference <laughs> between a modern day, you know. Um, Because they're supposed to be sort of similar age, I assume, aren't they? They
0: are, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she's quite shocked by, you know, Rose's um, sort of frankness. And have you got a boyfriend? And she's like, Mom! You know, she's really shocked. (laughs) It's a very nice show showing how things have changed over the years. And and I think both of them act that scene really well. It's quite a short little scene, isn't it? It's cool, though. But it's really, really nice. um, And I love it. And then she sort of realizes that. she lets something slip doesn't she Gwen she she starts saying something about Rose's dad and Rose's like how do you know about my dad
0: that's right and the, yep. and then
1: that sort of reveals that she's got this psychic link that she's seen it in Rose's head and it's it's a really nice little quiet scene that yeah. and really well acted yeah. um, I I liked that bit
0: I had that in my in my notes actually that mm. in this episode there was um two or three really really good little little scenes where nothing happens in terms of action or uh, anything crazy going on but there's just a few really nice little scenes and that's one of them I was going to mention actually because it's really cool how they're just having like a, a girly little catch-up. Yeah. Um and then it very suddenly turns very um very not sinister, but you know, the the vibe just changes quite quickly where Rose kind of cottons on that there's something about her because she didn't tell her about her dad. You know, she didn't know anything so she obviously knows that she's got this psychic power, but um, and then when she goes on and on and then she ends it with, um, she says something like bad wolf, like big bad wolf oh, or Oh, that's
1: right. The big bad wolf. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you immediately think, wow, this is uh, like you said earlier, this actually links quite, quite a lot to some other stuff throughout the, the first series.
1: Yeah, and it's, what's good about it, actually, is it's not jarring, isn't it? So it's not it's not too in your face, like, you yeah, know what I mean? It's yeah. just little references that if you pick up on them, great. If you don't, it doesn't make any difference, and um, and I like that. And a lot of Mark Gattis' scripts do this, don't they? They have, um, like you said, quite little quiet scenes, and then a bit of an action scene, and then a quiet, quiet sort of... It's, you know, his yeah, style is very yeah. much like that. And some of it works. I mean, I think that, that particular scene works really well. There's a couple of bits where it slows down, and I found myself getting a little bit... Um, you know, not padded, but it wasn't too engaging at times. Right, um, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, it's not not too bad. This one.
0: Yeah, and I thought that um, I wasn't really taken too much with the with the Gelf. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't really pity think the they'd... Gelf. Yeah, pity the yeah. I think they were. Um... I think they they could have been written to do a little bit more than they were because you didn't really with the exception of the old Doris who who walks around at the beginning and ends up in the theater, oh yeah, you, you don't really see them do much with the with the the possessed bodies do you they they don't really do too much uh, no that's uh, right other than that bit right at the beginning and um, I must admit though I did find it a little bit a little bit scary at the beginning because there's a bit where. Um, when they're in the Undertaker's house and she suddenly wakes up and um, she starts uh, having a pop at the the Undertaker guy, I think, what's his name? Mr. Um, Steed or Sneed? Sneed, that's it. Sneed, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she kind of knocks him out of the way and she's out in the street. And there's a bit where she's out in the snow and the cameras, you know, panned out quite far. And then she's walking faster and faster towards the camera and she's got this weird kind of scream
1: Oh, it's a horrible throat. Scream. Yeah,
0: and then she gets closer, and her face goes right up to the camera. Mm. And um, th- th- I think this is one of the few times where um, my my seven year old did actually crap his pants. I I had to, I had to turn it off. Yeah, it is. Right. It's, I mean, yeah. it's
1: well directed, and it is quite horrific. It's um, it's just before the opening credits kick in, isn't it? You sort of zoom yeah. into her mouth, I think, yeah. almost yeah. as she's screaming, and it's a that's right. It is quite, it's quite a horrific little intro. Um, yeah. I mean, it would have gone out about seven o'clock, I guess. Yeah. So yep. yeah, it's quite a, quite a shocking, like you said, for a younger audience especially.
0: Yeah, but um, it's 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 hard as a it's not hard, but it's it's it, as a parent, it's like. You know, I just wanted to say to him, like, oh, grow up, you know, just, <laughs> this is, you know, be a man. This is Doctor Who, you have, to, you have to watch it. But at the same time, I could see him kind of like, you know, edging back and he was covering his face with his hands. So, you did know, did he th- watch the rest. Uh, no, no, he didn't come. Oh, that to was, watch it. The rest. was it. Yeah. Right. It
1: was, OK, because that probably is the scariest bit, apart from, I mean, at the ending, when they're all when they're locked in that little yeah, underground cage yeah. where it was quite scary. Mm. Um, but it, that is yeah. probably the most terrific bit, isn't it? Yeah.
0: But he's a scaredy pants so oh, right. he he went off but no um but yeah so I did find it a little bit um a little bit creepy a little bit scary um and uh the, but that shows how yeah, how well that was, that bit was written and how well it was done and that bit you said at the end where um so you know story wise how we get to that point is um they realize that in order to because they reveal themselves don't they when because the doctor takes pity on them and he gets uh, Gwen to go and open up the rift so that he can send them through because Rose is really opposed to it she's like you can't have these um, you can't have the girl running around in dead people's bodies it's not ethically right you know these people were once living souls and they need respect and 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 the doctor's just
1: like, well, think of it as recycling. Yeah, that's his—that's his his sort of view, isn't it? He's like, well, you know, we've got we've got a chance to save an entire race here um, by using your dead. That's it, exactly. Yeah, in his mind, it's sort of black and white. Yeah, and but also, I think Rose doesn't want um, Gwen to be used as the pawn. To do it yeah, as well, yeah. so she's you know there's a good bit of conflict there between the Doctor and and Rose, and and for a good reason. Do you know what I mean? It's not just sort of um, not just like an argument for the sake of drama. There's actually a good sort of plot point there, showing the difference in opinion, and also it, it puts you in the middle of it as a viewer, doesn't it? Because you're sort of thinking, well, what would I do then? So I've got a, got a race here that I could save um, by using dead people. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't do it, but it does make <laughs> yeah, you sort of think, yeah. well, you know, because ultimately you've got to. You know if you don't let them use their bodies you're killing a, a race of beings
0: exactly so yeah. it's quite a good yeah. it's quite
1: a good yeah story i think in that sense yeah yeah
0: and he convinces gwen to do it doesn't she and then while as soon as she started it the gelf they you know reveal themselves to be like you know these kind of menacing uh beings who you know, had nothing you know they're not in danger at all they just want to you know inhabit the the bodies and and kind of take over, I guess, but
1: yeah. Which of course we could see coming a mile. Off, of but, course, yeah. But I mean, there's not really anything else that could have happened. Is that? I mean, yeah. you, you know, you you know from the word go that they're going to obviously turn out to be bad. Otherwise, there's no tension or or story there. Um, I think. Well, yeah,
0: you're right. It's um, you you wouldn't expect it to be a case of the Gel the Gelthar on the verge of uh, extinction. So Gwen helps them through. They inhabit some bodies. Happy ever after, bye-bye. It yeah, wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. be like that, would it?
1: Yeah, they don't sit down and have a cup of tea afterwards and say, oh, thanks for that. But, but yeah, I mean, what, uh, the gulf, like you said, we don't find out much about them. Visually, I guess it's of the time that it, it doesn't look bad, it doesn't look good, it's just, it works for the, for the story in terms of the visual, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I'll t- tell you what, though. Some, when I started watching
0: this, um, it did ma- it, it did bring a little smile to my face when I first started watching it um not because of the story or anything like that but you know just this first series of the newer doctor who it's just something about it that's just very very cool
1: i think you can you know, see that they're really trying hard like the you can see that they wanted it to be a success there's a lot of effort in it isn't there
0: yes yeah and it's um i don't know just the in, the opening title it's very you know compared to how it's been for the last few years where it's advanced yeah. quite a lot you know in terms of graphics and the music's a lot more um, modern, I guess, up to date. Um, this had a very simple feel to it, and even the, even in the closing titles, when the, you know, the old Doctor Who logo in that kind of orange, very small orange oval and stuff. Mm, even yeah. that looks very basic. It's got like a weird black outline to it, and it's almost getting to that stage now where it's, I guess, you could view it as some of the classic Who stuff. You know, the McCoy era, um, and that sort of thing, where. That, that amount of time has now gone past where you're kind of starting to view it as more kind of retro TV, I guess more towards that kind of vibe. I don't know if I'm making sense there, but no, I know what you mean. So yeah. you've
1: sort of seen it for, for, for when it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's very cool. I mean, maybe it's, you know, maybe that is one of the, the very, very many ingredients that makes doctor who very good. It's just, it, it just gets better with age. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's just that thing.
1: And I, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I have a sort of a memory of this, of, I must've been out the night this aired because I can remember, um, I was thinking I was going to a gig, at a small local place. Um, and I can remember walking past, um, like a kebab shop or something. And they had, the, they had a TV. You could see the TV through the window. And I remember seeing these two guys just stood outside this kebab shop, absolutely fixated on the TV, and, and all I could see was the Gelf oh, right. flying around, and, and I was thinking, oh, this is cool, you know, Doctor Who's grabbing people again. Um, and, oh, right. and it's one of the things I associate with this episode, is that I sort of, like you said, and this comes back to the, like, what you just said about the effort, I think they were really trying to get this show back on the back on TV and, and popular, and they succeeded, obviously. Um, but that was that sort of, that little moment sort of made me realise that they were doing a good job. Yes, Do you know what I mean? Because yep. I thought these two guys, you know... <laughs> Sat, probably I don't know what age would have been. I can't remember but you know probably in their sort of 20s or 30s maybe just sort of staring at the tv you know really sort of wow what's this then yeah. you know really sort of watching it obviously obviously maybe they didn't have a tv at home <laughs> but uh, you know <laughs> but it was a nice nice thing to see somebody actually just fixated on Doctor Who and yeah. probably maybe someone that doesn't normally hadn't sort of watched it up until that point so right. yeah yeah so I think the effort paid off and Oh, well clearly that. it did because it came back in it came back bigger and bigger bit bigger than ever didn't it Indeed Yeah um what did you think to
0: the the reference of the time War, then? you mentioned that earlier
1: Yeah I like that um uh, I mean it doesn't as I say it doesn't matter if you don't know, you know you could it wouldn't matter if you didn't know what it was all about but it was good I like the fact that was part of this story um and I actually sort of overall I like the actual storyline of this episode mm-hmm. um and there's lots of good bits in it there's loads, you know, there's lots of good stuff in there. Um, Simon Callow's good in it. Eve Miles' good in it. You know, there's loads of great stuff. Um, but there is something about the episode that I just find a bit unengaging, and I don't know what it is. Um, yes. I was thinking this yesterday. Yeah. It's this, it's just never quite hit the heights of, I think, what it could have done. Because I love the concept of it, these things that are hiding in the gas um, and all that. Not hiding in the gas, but they, they use gas to... Sort of travel or survive or something, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, and and that's a really nice idea. And um, I don't know, but there is something missing in this episode, and even yesterday, I can't put my finger on it. It just, it just doesn't quite engage me as much as I feel it should. Yeah, I know, I know
0: exactly what you mean, and it's one of those episodes that you, you it, it's it's perfectly cool to watch it from start to finish, and it's you know it's fairly enjoyable. Um. And it's for me it's one of those episodes where um there were a few little key bits that I quite liked, like the conversation between Rose and Gwen, the reference to the time war and the doctor's reaction to that. Um and the Charles Dickens character was quite cool. But they were all just little nuggets out of the episode, which was um, I think like you say, just a little bit a little bit unengaging, I think. You know, mm. I think it's um it's one, it's one of those episodes where it's, you don't turn it off because it's bad and you don't purposely put it on, I guess, because you want to watch a really good Ninth Doctor episode. Um, it's another one of those middle of the road.
1: Yeah, type of it ones. is. Yeah. It is. Despite all the, all the great stuff in it, uh, um, it just is a bit middle of the road. And it makes me wonder if they were still trying to find their feet in it a bit because hmm. um, I don't know where this – was came in the sort of production block. I don't know where it was sort of made, whether it was quite early on, because obviously this is the first sort of series with Chris. People are still finding their feet, and I, I did feel that Chris wasn't quite on top form in this one. Because right. um, I, I, I like Chris's Doctor, but he kind of, to me, seemed a little bit lost. Uh, he, he comes good at the end, actually, but he doesn't... I, I think there's some humour in this episode that really falls flat and And I don't think the humor works in this episode at all. Um, mm, yeah. there isn't too no, much you. of it but there there's some there are some bits where they've sort of tried to throw in some lines, and particularly the ones delivered by the doctor um that they, they just fall flat. Chris isn't particularly good when he's trying to do comical doctor um he's much better when he's serious and angry or or in charge he's really you know that's to me when he's at the top of his game but there's i don't know the first half of this episode I found chris he's trying to be sort of bolshie and um in charge and i'm the doctor this is what we do but it didn't quite work for me somehow um and i I don't and i think that might be because perhaps it was at the beginning of the recording block you know he's still quite new in the role trying to find his doctor if you like um and it's not bad but it just i don't know he slightly irritated me the doctor in this one for about the first half of the episode he's a bit too cocky
0: yeah and i think um he kind of takes that, just to give you a, a comparison, he gives you that standpoint with Rose quite early on. This is only the third episode. And he, I think he tries to be strong and firm. Mm. Um, and it doesn't really... It, I don't think he was intense enough. It doesn't really come off enough. Whereas if you think about um, the 11th hour, where and towards the end of that... Um, uh, sorry, not the 11th hour, the Beast Below. Oh, the Beast Below, yeah. yeah. When he really has a go at Amy... Do you remember yeah. for making the decision and stuff like yeah. that towards the end? He really has a go at her and you can tell that he means business and, you know, he really delivers that quite strongly. And yeah, I right. think yeah. with with Chris, it didn't really come off. I don't think he kind of nailed that intensity enough to kind of put Rose into a state of, oh my God, yeah, you know, he means business, I'm, I'm you know, lesson learned sort of thing.
1: No, that's right. I, I do. I don't know. I think, it just seems to me that he hasn't quite um, settled into the role uh, in, in this particular episode he's still very good in it and um, as I say at the end he's very good but I don't know he's not he's not quite at the top of his game as the doctor in this one for me and it, as I say it could be down to the writing they do sort of try and give him some quirky lines but they just they just don't fit in with the sort of seriousness and horror of the actual episode they, they feel a bit clunky uh, a lot of the lines in this yeah uh, he do, I did notice he says shut up as Well, did you notice that he goes shut up to Charles? To the uh, uh to Charles, yeah, he, but he yeah. does apologize later, yeah. Um, and of course, shut up has become this really annoying, uh, sort of well, I'm not even going to call it a catchphrase, uh, but the 12th Doctor and Rose have been saying it, no, 12th Doctor and um, not Rose, uh, Jenna Je- no, sir, Clara, Clara yeah. uh, have been saying <laughs> it a lot in the new series, and it's so infuriating. Like, it, every time they say it, it grinds my teeth. Um, but I did notice that the Doctor does say it in this one, which, uh, yeah, he does. of course, is very unintentionally, but does sort of tie in with the whole shut-up thing. I hope they drop that. I, I hate this, this shut-up catchphrase thing, don't you?
0: It's starting to go a little oh. bit over to the overused uh, side Clara of the fence now. It,
1: Clara says it was in two minutes of the Christmas special, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I nearly switched off there. And then, No, I didn't. Of course, I'd never switch it off. But but no, I, they've got to drop that. But, yeah, I just just noticed he did say it in this
0: you know yeah so
1: Charles Dickens
0: yeah review time yeah reviews unless there's anything else you wanted to say
1: no 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 not I think um, pretty much pretty much covered it
0: reviews Uh, you can go first this week
1: yeah well I I think as I say I think just what just to sort of recap really yeah a lot of good stuff Um, I think performances are good I think we've got a good cast Eve Miles, Charles Dickens um, Simon Callow very good slightly underused actually isn't he Simon Callow a little bit yeah Yeah, he's not in it that much. Um, Chris and Billy, I think Billy's good in it. Chris, not so much in this one, but still good. And as I say, I'm going to give it my rating of 6.5 out of 10. Um, And the reason for that is because I think there's loads of good stuff in it, but there is something missing. It just doesn't engage me as much as it should. Okay, so, and actually, one there is one other note I just want to mention, and this this is another reason the episode comes down to a six point five, um, is that obviously Gwen, when she lets the gas creatures through, does die, and there's about a one minute scene at the end where they're really mourning her and really upset about it, and then we cut to them walking to the TARDIS, which is supposedly two minutes later, and everyone's jolly, and Charles Dickens is ha 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 laughing at everything, and oh, everything's jolly, and I'm just thinking, hang on a minute you know people have just died and you were 2 minutes ago you were upset about it now you it's all forgotten and it's right. a very jolly ending and it really didn't sit right with me so i'm i'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10
0: 6 and, okay that's fair enough uh my review is a 6
1: oh wow well, i expect you to go higher than me yeah all right okay yeah
0: 6 because i think um it's not it's not quite low enough to be a 4 or a 5 no um but, you yeah, know, I think a six is a kind of middle of the road because for, for me, a, a seven would be a, a good, enjoyable episode, you know, mm. and, and eight would be like a really, really good, you know, a nine is fantastic and tens, you know, perfect, no complaints. But, you know, a six, I think probably a lot of people might agree with this, that there are certain elements to this story that, which are very, very good, um, but it just didn't work together. And the reading my notes here, I've only wrote. You know, sometimes I've got a whole page worth of notes, but on this, I've only got a few. And what that points to is really is there's a there's a couple of nice little scenes, yeah. um, and that really is it. You know, I I kind of like the the continuity thing where it references Bad Wolf and the Time War. You know, that that's quite cool. And those little moments between um, the Doctor and Rose and Rose and Gwen, you know, they're quite cool, but. There wasn't much else really to, to, to get me excited. I didn't turn it off because I wasn't enjoying it, but you know, I didn't turn it off thinking, Wow, you know, that's that's why we watched Doctor Who. You know, it wasn't Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, it was just it just wasn't enough in it. The the Gelf they were a little bit underused, Charles Dickens was underused, the locations were very much underused. We only saw a house and a theatre and a street right. and a street, effectively, that was it. Um and yeah just the writing i think i think it was just one of those times where you know the first few episodes in people were very much still you know getting to grips with this thing and there's a lot of pressure on them to do it well and and you can see the effort you can see how much of how much they wanted this to be good and stuff like that so but it, it was just um it was just a mediocre mediocre episode nothing terrible yeah. to complain about but still nothing you can bump up the score with
1: no, no, I think that's I think it's I think that's fair, and I think yeah, six six point five, I, I think is is good. Yeah, It's a fair rating for it. Um, what did our What did our listeners think to it?
0: Our lovely listeners. Okay, so yeah. on Facebook, uh, we had Stuart Stockwin. Ah, oh, hi Stuart. Uh, this is funny. I quite
1: like this one. Oh, I always uh, like. it. Is it Stuart? Yeah. Is it Stuart that that uh, destroyed Tower of Towers? It was yeah pretty sure oh he... no no that was Robert wasn't no, it no it was Stuart no, oh sorry no ignore, okay. me. ignore
0: me Um so he says for me this is the worst of series one Ooh. I think that Dickens could have been in it more than he was the gelf were terrible they were obvious CGI and there was nothing in there for me um, I would like to give it a one out of ten but because there are other worse episodes I'm going to give it two out of ten.
1: Oh, so, okay um, I, just going to, picking up on what he says about CGI, I don't think it's too bad for the time, actually. I, I don't think it's, I didn't, it's not cringeworthy. I don't think it's that bad.
0: Well, we've seen worse in series eight. Eight. Let's <laughs> yes, put it we that have.
1: way. <laughs> yeah. Every time I think of CGI and CGI, I think of that awful shot of the TARDIS on the, when um, Clara's trying to ring him at the start. Oh, God. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I've got Dean Jones here Dean Jones he says the best Mark Gattis script by far creepy atmosphere Simon Callow is brilliant as Charles Dickens and being from Wales myself it was amusing to see I've almost gone into Terry Wogan there. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> being from Wales myself it was amusing to see the so- story set in Cardiff um, best Gattis script well actually the storyline is good
0: Yes. So I'll, yeah.
1: I'll sort of agree their best script. I don't know, because I'm not massively impressed with, with the Mark Gattis stories. The, the, again, they're always a bit middle of the road, um, apart from Night Terrors, which is just dreadful. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, well, I don't agree that it's the best Mark Gattis script. Mm. Um, and yeah, his his stories are normally okay, they're normally good, but there's something that. There's something with his scripts that never pushed them up into the the amazing category. They're always very good.
1: I think, yeah, um, he always gets a good story, doesn't he? But it doesn't yeah. actually seem to sort of um, ever sort of reach the heights. It's like it gets a good idea, but it never seems to sort of reach yeah. what it should somehow. Do you know what
0: my, um, mm. the best script for me, for Mark Gattis?
1: Um, oh, that one with the worm. <laughs> can't remember what it's called. An Adventure in Space and Time. Oh, wow. Now, hang on. Yes, that is oh, one of my favourite things. Ever, Ever. Yeah. so no, you're right. You've you've uh, you've redeemed Gattis there. You're no. absolutely right because <laughs> that that the writing of that was phenomenal. Yeah, although um, it's not
0: a, a typical Doctor Who schedule uh, show that no. that movie or short oh, it's, whatever. It's, it's uh, he really he really redeemed himself on that one.
1: Oh yeah, I'll yeah. agree with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, Kieran Knight, um, fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure he's done this in the vein of of Chris Eccleston. Because he started off with fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, PS became my favourite ninth Doctor story on rewatch. Oh, really? Which is probably an important part there on his rewatch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is... I was wondering if a rewatch was going to up it, in my opinion, but it didn't. Uh, Robert Lithgow. I think Robert's the person that's, that destroyed Paradise House. Right. Robert right. Lithgow. He goes, like most of Gattis' episodes, quite average... It's okay, but it doesn't inspire that much, apart from introducing new viewers to the concept of travelling into the past, which is a major problem with most Gattis episodes. Historical design over plot, but as I said, it's actually okay. So, yeah, just a bit of a meh.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who Addicts Reviews. Hello, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, For our first trip into the past in Modern Who, I liked it. Uh, Not the best, but, and he says Rose was good. Uh, Gwyneth was great, and, and the Gaelth were brilliant. Um, it really showed off what modern Who could do. Six out of ten.
1: That was Matthew. All right, okay, so he agrees with the score. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harry Westergaard, it says it, he says, it's been ages since I've seen it, but I remember being relieved when it was over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, well, no, I wasn't, yeah, not quite that bad, but... It's not one you'd put on. It's not one I'd think, right, I've got the series uh, one box set here of Eccleston. What shall I watch? It's, for me, it's not one I would, would immediately go to.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, lastly on Facebook, um, uh, Jeff Waddle. Oh, and, yes. Uh, he politely gave us the correct pronunciation of his, of his surname, which is nice. He said it's, uh, it's Waddle as in the football player, not Voddle.
1: Oh, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Jeff Waddle. Uh, probably Gattises, how the hell do you p- pronounce that, probably Gattis' best script, uh, well, that or the Crimson Horror. I like oh, the that's story. the one I was trying to
1: remember, sorry. Yeah,
0: and he really likes the story.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've got one more. I've got Anthony Stone Street, uh, who says, best Gattis story to date, great stuff. Mm. Not mm. sure. Not sure. Yeah.
0: Over on Twitter, uh, Peter Adamson. Um, his, uh, <laughs> his Twitter name is Pedro the Hoovian. <laughs> uh, very short one very overrated story not a good one
1: not a good one no uh, i think we've yeah. literally just got one come in actually like literally two seconds ago from devin baker okay did you see yeah. this i think it's literally just come in Go live a live a live tweet oh, okay. uh, uh to you this is on your your one uh great story gattis best gattis is best great characters good atmosphere great enemy Gwyneth was a bit iffy as a character and Rose was out of character because she was nice and not horrible. Uh, eight out of ten, Devin's given that. Eight out um, of ten. Devin, I'm not too sure. I mean, I um, Gwyneth was a bit iffy. No, I thought Gwyneth was really good, I have to say. Um, yeah. Was Rose that a character? Um,
0: she, no, I think she was pretty much on form. She was quite vocal, quite strong.
1: Yeah, yeah so I Thought she was all right. Gwen
0: was quite cool. So, um, yeah, really appreciate your comment, Devon. But um, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's good, good to get, uh, good to get in there. As I say, I literally just come in that one. There oh. is one more uh, from uh, my old schoolmate here, Jace Howes. He says, uh, definitely one of the best Ninth Doctor stories, of course, written by the fantastic Mark Gatiss. Gatiss, Gatiss, Gatiss. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Mark Gatiss is. is fantastic he doesn't write my f- favorite dot two stories i wouldn't have said um i wouldn't agree it's the beth knight's doctor story though i think there's a i think there's some great stories in the knife doctor run but yeah. for me this isn't one of them
0: no i probably wouldn't say it's the best ninth but um you know each to their own yeah uh, jace if that's your feelings that's a fair play
1: yeah so yeah, so, yeah thanks for all the comments We've got some good ones there but a bit of a mixed bag isn't it so i'm I'm surprised how much some people do like it hmm. um, but i'm glad they like it
0: hmm yeah. so the unquiet dead six for me six and a half for you that's it I think we're going to wrap on that mate okay yeah. so episode 29 is
1: in the bag it. Pity the gelf. Pity the gelf. But don't because they're evil.
0: Evil gas <laughs> creatures. Yeah. AKA farts.
1: <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking <laughs> that because there, um, there is a there is a night. What's it? The, the Earth? What's with the farting aliens? What's oh,
0: that called? Oh, is that the um, the that, that's the next episode, isn't it?
1: Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Maybe from this
0: one. What's
1: it called? What are
0: they? Co- um, it's called. Uh, this the well the episode, aliens of london aliens of london yeah and it's yeah the, at the end of
1: the world yeah
0: oh man what are they called oh jesus slovene the slovene the slovene yeah yes the farting aliens
1: my sister says oh. i look like a slovene oh what <laughs> yeah she's kind of right
0: what's their home planet called mate give me that one
1: <laughs> oh what the oh it's not that one with the funny Rasikov for well i can't say it no that's not them is it yeah is it? Yeah. It's, Go on then, you say it. Oh, I, I can't. I used to come be able to on, roll it off the on. tongue.
0: I used to be able to, but I, I can't. I haven't done it in ages.
1: Oh, we'll have to do a bit of Ratsikovius practice. Rath- or
0: Falamatorius, yeah. Cox. Mm. yeah. I don't know. Anyways, thank you very much for joining us for episode 29. It's been very cool. Thank you again for all your comments. Please keep doing that because we love having the debate and, the, uh, and hearing everybody's opinions. It's very cool. Jump over to the website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can see links there to Facebook and Twitter. So give us a like and a follow and also jump over to iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. We've had a few of those recently. Very kind words. Thank you.
1: Yes, thanks to everyone that's left reviews on iTunes. I I read them all yesterday and it was really, really nice. Thank you so much. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And until next time,
0: Allante!